Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hey everybody, I'm in Nuremberg, Dan's in Nuremberg, Dave Wiener's in Nuremberg. Dave's about to go on stage in a few hours, so we grabbed him quickly to have a quick chat. And uh, we've already been chatting, we should have recorded that, Dave. Yes, we should have. Oh well. Never mind, we'll say it all again. Yeah, it was, it was work, better the second time. <laughs> Actually, I should say thank you for inviting us for the food. Yes, oh, no problem. What did you have, Dan? Uh, pasta and a couple, a little bit of chicken. That was good. Delicious. It was good. I noticed Steve Vai got a pot of salt. We didn't get salt. Did you get salt? I think it was on a table. <laughs> but but hey, thank you for coming back. You've, you've been on the podcast already. People loved the episode, and you said that you received some emails. Yeah, back. They, they really enjoyed it. That was a good one. Yeah. I think the other day I told you, I still got the, there'll be a link to it somewhere. There, wherever they put it. <laughs> I still have a, a posted with uh, one of the statements from from an interview where he said the numbers are just leverage, because to me that was that that meaning of that sentence was was so much deeper, and I mm -hmm. kind of well, gravitated back to that kind of sentence, and, and you know, it, it just had an impact, a major impact on me. So. They're important, no doubt, yeah. um, because we have put importance on those numbers. Correct. As, uh, modern social media society correct so how people have taken it for their own meaning correct the problem though is a lot of people are putting that first above artistic integrity i would say most people i would say most people i would say that most of the internet is so cringeworthy yeah and all about the shot and the gram and this just the smoke and mirrors and the look of the situation instead of the actual substance of the situation you know and that's fine do whatever makes you happy because that's all we're here for but <laughs> I, I don't know you know as an artist i've always the only thing that's ever mattered to me was completing the song completing the record you know 10 second clip 30 second clip 60 second clip we all do it but there's got to be more to 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 provide and uh, the foundation of what that art is about and even going further, I think uh, if, you, if you take that to a wider perspective, like a company's perspective, for instance, without the people, I mean, if you, if you only look at the numbers of the turnover, for instance, or revenue or something, that's like a snapshot of a period. But if you have a look at the grand scheme at the people that spend their life at a company that contribute to success, or like Andy as a, as a content creator that spent their life to kind of create something that has substance and, and go the extra mile. So just, you know, shitting out something, you know, they came up with on the toilet. <laughs> I've been known to shit that a few things. <laughs> no way, you get you get it. It's like like that's a good record time. <laughs> you know, I've been known to shit out something. <laughs> it was a Ben Falls track. <laughs> but I, I agree with that. I think we're like I'm hoping that we're reaching this pinnacle of the things you've just been describing, where people reach reach this opinion where they hang on a minute, nothing has substance anymore, and we need to go back to having some substance. And I hope we're going to the pinnacle and we're coming back down that hill to integrity and substance and artistry it worries me that we're not and to talk about numbers a bit further um if you looked at my numbers you'd think that things weren't going too well but they actually are i mean i'm sat here with you i'm sat here with dan and, and, and i'm having a good life but if people judge me by my numbers right now they'd say andy was doing pretty badly well that's the thing you know it, 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 it's it's you know content or it didn't happen 
Yeah. Life happens no matter what. Yeah. If you take a picture or a video, are you living the life or are you living for that little thing? <laughs> and you can be, you can't escape it anymore. Remember rock up walking around the city center today and you see young young people just, you know, all right, here's the shot and I'm going to do this and they've got they've got the poses down and it's it's all for that instead of did you enjoy, you know, yeah. your day? Did you enjoy that thing you were standing in front of? I what again whatever makes you happy it's a different it's a different i'm old now so and getting older by the second and grumpier by the second <laughs> yeah she's definitely grumpier than when we were talking earlier he wasn't this grumpy earlier he was very positive i, I think i'm you know i i um try to be positive but it's 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 um yeah what's well, life life is what it is i don't i don't worry i'll take it I don't, i'm not living for somebody else's needs yeah, I need to. I need people to rebirth. Look at cut. Well, bye. Just stay at home. <laughs> Speaking about more positive side of things, I mean, um, with the pandemic kind of somewhat behind us, you know, on tour, uh, how was it for you, also from a mental perspective, to finally be able to be on stage and interact with people instead of being locked down in, in your basement? Kind I of loved COVID. I loved lockdown. <laughs> I loved it. Really? I am a homebody. Okay. Um, I love to play live. That's the reason I, I love music. Um, and that's a contradiction, mm -hmm. but I loved having a valid excuse to not do anything. Oh, I mean, it's true. I've been like, we were talking about earlier. I, I have been full throttle since I was 10 years old. So 35 years full throttle. And I'm, I, I'm, I've recognized I'm ready for a, uh, break. Okay. So COVID was a little sneak peek of that. And it was like, oh my, I don't have to go to any events sure. or, you know, sit on a plane for 15 hours to do this or, or whatever it is, uh, you know, which sometimes is great, but I'm over sitting on a plane for a long, long time anymore. For, um, but that's just where I am. You know, everybody's in their own place. No, definitely. I enjoyed it. I, uh, not COVID and the, and the, and the <laughs> horrendous situation we saw that we've all been living in, um, uh, the positive thing about it is that we have all experienced it and now we have a new set of skills and mindsets that we're able to handle things more than well, I feel. So that's really like the real takeaway from it. I uh, would be lying if I didn't say I enjoy just being old person. I put out a new acoustic record, Collection of Sorceries Volume 2, and that happened during that time. And wrote a full record with this band that I'm focusing on in my near future. Uh, so the time was really important. Well, as I think more than anything now, it's, I don't like having my time wasted. I never have. It's always been the, kind of the crux of my existence is just time. And having a, an abundance of time, I looked at it as, uh, wow, it's just a great opportunity to finally go through a to-do list and get, you know, get things done as some, you know, somewhat scary as the whole situation was, uh, and, you know, kind of remains, but, uh, we're all going to be dealing with it for years. Definitely. Yeah. I think, um, to go back to what we talked about earlier, about the numbers being leveraged, there are two things, there are two main sentences I live my life by at the moment. And that's numbers are leveraged, not to worry about them, but also that time being the only real currency. Uh -huh. And as a father whose kids grew up when my kids are now five and coming seven, um, seeing, I, I know it's a cliche, but seeing life through their eyes as, and, and during this time has helped me really take a new perspective where 
I think that they're, I'm benefiting more from their life than they are at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> they're just full on at it and uh, but also playing music and, and, and throwing themselves into, into new activities. And that's great. For me, this is a new activity. This is the first time I've seen Steve Vai like, or seen you guys like that for. Um, we'll be brought to your place. <laughs> Actually, the show is so much quieter now. Sorry, I don't want to interject. Keep going, but we'll, we can come back to the show. No, I just wanted to say that the show is going to be phenomenal. I am so jacked for some music. And I genuinely thought I'd be missing a singer. Hand of hearts, I thought I'd be missing it. Fair strand of music, truth. But there was not, it, I only saw the sound check and nothing was missing. It was like there was emotion, there was groove, there was musicianship, there was all that stuff that probably obvious to you watching this and seeing the stage see it. But for me, it's a different world music with Steve. I mean, he's such a, I've always said he's the most vocal guitar player. He's a vocal guitar player. He, he is a composer. He knows how to uh, take advantage of dynamics and emotion in every single note and style in every single note. That, that's, that's probably the biggest takeaway I've had from being in this band, you know, being around Steve for all these years is, you know, if you're not going to give a note meaning, what's the point? And you'll see that in my playing. Oh, I'm not a technician. I'm not a shredder. I'm, I, I don't, I don't like to play that stuff. Um, because just, just scale that does nothing for me. I need rhythm. I need uh, some sort of style, some sort of thing in there. Uh, and if that means playing slow and sparsely, but with, you know, something that hits home, I love that stuff. And I think Steve does that extremely well in that shred. You know, I know it's a, such a cliche to say, uh, and very general things to say, but uh, he does that stuff so well. He just makes that guitar speak. It's really great. So you're, you're, I have heard though, you know, people dragging their girlfriends to the show. <laughs> they start saying, "When when does the singing?" Because I, 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 I was I was both the boyfriend and the girlfriend. And I was dragging I was dragging myself to the show, but certainly um, not sure I was expecting. I was ready. I was primed emotionally for something, and I I got it already. So I can't wait for the actual show. Totally <laughs> um, great. I, I, I prefer watching you guys. So the, 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 first, the, not mainly the main artists, but the supporting people, because that's where I would put myself. I think what is he doing and enjoying sitting behind those lead lines, um, and not being any less than certainly not. And there's just a connection in that band that I really felt was, um, accessible. And I didn't, I didn't feel that musically when I listened to the record. So hearing in live is it's, it's really interesting, especially with somebody like Steve's music. Because, you know, yes, I mean, his, his stuff is so out front in the mix and it's so out front in the band and et cetera. But, um, you know, I've got a bunch of videos on YouTube where it's just I showed, uh, really, I was just rehearsing for a previous tour. But I'm playing through the rhythm stuff. And you see com comments all the time. Oh, I never knew that was happening <laughs> back there. Because it's not like we're sitting there on eighth notes. One and two and three and four, one and two and three and four, you know, nothing wrong with that at all. And if that's what the part calls for, that's what it calls for. But that's not Steve's music, and it's really interesting. There are really interesting elements in what I'm doing, what Philip is, the, the bass line. Listen to the bass lines tonight. They are, there's some, I felt really awesome <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you could yeah, feel yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Philip, I mean, he is, 
Uh, just a monster. And he's got such a great sound and tone, and that's, of course, his feel and his uh, fingers. But it's awesome. It's really awesome. Especially in a tiny little place like this, <laughs> where you're going to hear everything right here. Yeah. You know, it's not. there's no room for it to disperse at all. It's going to be really cool. I hope the volume doesn't go up too much, Ty, because it was it was just a brilliant Right, Eddie? No, it, it won't. Um, and that's what I was going to mention earlier. Um, in the last few weeks, the stage volume has come down dramatic because Steve went to in-ears uh, for the whole show. And so uh, our front of house guy, uh, Carlos, has convinced Steve to bring his, his volume down so much that for the first time in almost 23 years of playing, it's, it's like weirdly different. Because I can actually, it, it's less stressful. It's less anxiety. Um, because before, no matter, and I've used in-ears forever, but it was, I was always, even with my in-ears, I was always battling the stage bar, uh -huh. which was incredibly loud. And now it is so manageable that I really realized how over playing I was. Because I was like, oh, I, I hear myself, but I got to play harder because I need to hear more. And well, then you realize, well, I'm two shows in and my arms are fatigued. My hands are fatigued. And then Steve went to ears and we brought everything down. It's like, this is how I always practice at home. Relax. Yep. Not pushing. That's not, and not at the end. But the thing I got was you guys were genuinely having a great time. And it was, there wasn't that tension and the, that you get from, from the sound moving so much. So I think... To, to talk gear for a moment, technically wise, we're in a great golden era of um, rock roll where you can just actually turn it down but still have a great I do struggle, actually. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Um, with the ears, I have always had a problem. And it doesn't matter what, if there's a mic on the cab or there's something else. Uh, I'm using a direct box, whatever it may be. I've always struggled with in-ears. And the, the feel and the responsiveness not being quite the same. Um, you know, like my cabs right now are, are barely pushing anything. That's the difference. That's the problem. Without the, without the air moving those, you know, paper cones and everything, you're, the sound's not going to be the same. It's captured, uh, but it's still, it's still not quite. But it's close. And it's worth trying. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, it's really nice. Well, could we talk about the guitar you're playing at the moment? Yeah. So you brought a custom shop. Yeah, well, I've got two PRSs, two PRS seven strings, um, a Kramer. Oh wow! I've got this gorgeous snakeskin Kramer Barada. I saw it. It's an it's really a fun guitar, and it's really fun to play, and it sounds great. Um, but yes, yeah, so then I brought a Fender Custom Shop. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier that Strats have always been my Desert Island guitar. But being in Steve's band for all this time, uh, the music never really called for it. So all this time, two decades plus, it's always been humbuckers and 24 frets, and that led to other guitars, you know, BRSs and Ibanez and whatever else it is. Um, and fantastic. But this show has called for quite a few songs that need single chords. So I've been, I brought out my uh, custom shop tender and it's awesome. It just feels, you know, it's 21 frets. It's a vintage style bridge and you'll see it. I, Steve and I do some trading and I'm beating the crap out of it and it is awesome. 
It's really awesome. It just feels like, I don't know, it feels like hell. It was interesting to see the, the arsenal that Steve is using has, has changed quite a bit, or what, how you said it, let, um, has been adjusted to what his songs call for. I mean, he's playing a uh, three single coil kind of AT100 style guitar with a monkey grip inside and uh, also with sometimes with much less gain. Yeah, and a Schofield. A, a Schofield, of course, semi-holler. Uh, and my eye. Yeah. Oh, I just knew at that moment, this yeah. is gonna be interesting. I was uh, yeah, freaking out on the, like, the application of the gear. But it's so good for me. So unexpected. <laughs> reviewing the gear and talking about the gear, but rarely actually getting to experience someone yeah. using that gear. And I thought, okay, my, my vision of Steve Vai playing a Schofield, this is, this has to be uh, <laughs> at least interesting, the very least. And of course it was, it was way more interesting. Yeah. That guitar is awesome. The Schofield Ibanez, I don't, I don't know what the model is, but, uh, gorgeous guitar that sounds great. Plays great. Not, not, not so far. Now, if, if Steve tells you about the set list, how do you decide what to take on tour? I mean, it's the set list. It's basically the that, set list. That's, that, that's okay. the only thing that dictates what gear I choose for these tours. Uh, because again, if the song requires uh, a single coil, then I'm not going to play a humbucker guitar. And again, this set list has quite a few single coil uh, needs, which is why I brought the Fender out. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's all the set list, the the pedals that are on the floor, the what they're providing, the amp, what it's providing, um, everything. It's all about the set list. If you see the set list, do you already have certain guitars in mind or, and amps as well, or do you kind of puzzle that together at home during during some during rehearsal, rehearsal. rehearsal before rehearsals? Okay. Um, because we learn everything individually okay. before rehearsals, and in doing that, in learning each of the parts, you're not only learning the notes you're learning uh, and the rhythms and everything else that goes along with it. You're also learning what does, what does that part require tone-wise. So, so we play a song called uh, Greenish Blues on his new record. And for me, that required single coils, it required the Strat, and it required a rotary type of sound. Um, so I'm using the Strymon uh, Mobius mm -hmm. to get that. And you'll hear it, you know, you'll hear it tonight. Other parts, uh, like in Zeus and Chains, I need a seven string, so I'm using the PRS, but it's in drop A. And I need that through a chorus, which I'm also using the Mobius for. Uh, all the gain is from, I'm using a Friedman. You know, I knew I was gonna use a Friedman no matter what, and those are my go-to amps, and that they've been my go-to amps for 10 years now. Or, um, you know, mine are the 50 watt versions. Mm -hmm. that I play usually, this whole box 50s. But Steve, with his stuff, it really does require 100 watts. Mm -hmm. However, now that we are so quiet and, and using more direct solutions, um, which I'm using the two notes, mm -hmm. by the way, I don't know if you saw it, um, which has been fantastic. Uh, I really could use the 50 watts. So I'm thinking of head to the US tour. I'm like, maybe I'll switch them out. Okay. Then maybe I'll leave the 100 watt at home and go back to my what's more my speed, but it's not about me. It's about my job here in this band is to play the parts uh, like Steve and uh, make them sound like they're intended. Bring, bring the record to life essentially. So yeah, it's all, it's all about the set list that determines uh, the gear that's out. Here. It's not willy nilly. It's not just like, hey, I feel like bringing a strat out, you know? I haven't. <laughs> I've never brought a Strat on to a while. But it's pretty low. This is the first time. And again, it's just because the set was called for it. Uh-huh. Sweet. 
Yeah. That's, that's super interesting. Can we talk uh, a moment about the article that you've got coming up? Or yeah. maybe already out in Guitar World. It's, I, 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 I think it's Guitar World. Uh, and it's not out. I don't know when it's coming out. But yes, we're, we did one on mental health. Yeah. You seem so relaxed on this tour uh, and in a very positive way. Yeah. Um, you seem a different day to the day we spoke to last. Drugs. Okay. <laughs> then we'll, we'll check that out later. <laughs> so, this after on mental health, well, what's the, and I hate to be facetious, what's the point of it? Yeah. Well, going back to what we were talking about with COVID, you know, a lot of people were facing new challenges, you know, all of every gig worker lost their work. How do you make a living? And, you know, how do you answer this? And it, it, it can be, and was uh, mentally taxing, you know, you had to kind of unlock new thought patterns and, you know, just find solutions. Uh, but that can be a very arduous and, 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 uh, dynamic process, you know, it, 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 it's, 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 it can be a lot of trial and error and it can weigh on you. And a lot of people, um, had a really rough time, you know, as I said, I, and I, I'm not kidding. I mean, staying home was fine with me. Uh, again, just time-wise, it was fine. But I know a lot of people had a really hard time with it. You know, people with kids and they're used to the balance in their life having been gone to work, you know, and getting out of the house for eight hours a day. Uh, now everybody's at home full-time or was at home full-time and that proved to be challenging, you know. But we saw the flip, the great resignation because people didn't want to go back to work. They figured out how to make it work. And... Where there's a will, there's a way. And even when there's not a will, you may be shown the way, as we all were during uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, I know I know quite a few people that didn't make it through the pandemic. They died either from COVID or COVID-related things, a few suicides, you know, and that sucks. But, uh, personally, it just made me take inventory, and not even really COVID. It was, like I said earlier, the passing of my father last year really just made me take inventory. And I am a different person now because of that. Uh, I don't take anything seriously anymore. It's not, that, that doesn't mean I don't care about. That doesn't mean I don't care about. I, I care about everything that I need to, but I do not put the same weight on anything that I used to. Because time is passing whether you do that thing 100% plus the stress, or you just do it 100%. Yep. So I'm out here playing with Steve 100% every day, but I don't have the stress involved that I, I, I put on it myself. Wasn't supposed to be there. It didn't, wasn't required. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, when we all do that with certain things, it's like, this has to be perfect and blah, blah, blah. Just, just do it the way you mean it to be done, but it doesn't have to be stressful. And that's, that's, it's hard to kind of decipher what that means for everybody, but I know for me, it just, Learning the material, going to rehearsals, being out here. I don't, I don't have the same weight on it that I used to in the last 20-something years. It certainly feels that way sitting in here and then chatting with you really. It does, you feel like you're very grounded and, uh, and still focused, but very relaxed. 
It's, you know, listen, life's going to end for all of us at some point. We'll have fun, do your thing, but it doesn't mean you have to be a psycho about it. And I was a spaz. I was just neurotic, anxiety ridden, stress ridden 24 seven for the last 30 plus years. Um, for, and I'm not kidding for the better part of ever since I started playing guitar, because, and a lot of people get into that because you're so into that passion and you're like, I have to make it, I have to make it, you know, and, 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 and you sacrifice, which is necessary. Everybody, you got to work hard. You got to be diligent. You're going to have to sacrifice if you want to get anywhere. But, um, looking back now, I'm like, man, it didn't have to be quite such a burden. <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. Uh, and I made it very stressful, but you know, it's funny because I look back in my teens, I started playing when I was 10 and I, I might've mentioned it before. I had an original band and we went into a studio when I was 13 and we did a full original record and we did another one when I was 16. There was no stress about it. It was just, this is what we're going to do. I didn't care if it was, you know, of course it wasn't great or anything, but it was something. I mean, we were accomplishing our goals at such a young age. And then you start approaching like the late teens into career mode. Um, and it's like, oh my God, I, I got a guy get in this perfectly fun. I don't know. My perspective has changed a lot. Um, I just don't take it. I, I don't, I, nothing has the same weight on it as it did before. And then that comes and it comes to people at different times, you know, through a death, some sort of life changing event, uh, whatever it may be. You know, you said you lost your job a while ago. You got in your car, you started driving around and play. You did what you wanted to do. I don't know if there was stress involved, but it worked out. You said it was the best time of your life, basically, right? It was. I mean, the only stress we had was, am I going to have enough money to pay for the food and the beer? <laughs> and I never failed. Even when we got shut down after two minutes, the police came, you know, you find somewhere else. Or, or some people, whatever, we were in France and there was so much people that they took us in. You know? And we, we met people and... Sitting here now, I realize that I need to do that more often and just, just not throw caution into the wind, but certainly all the cliches, open the doors, you know, emotionally and not worry about, about stuff. Could probably take some, some advice from my kids. Yeah. The doors are never closed. So it was never closed. Yeah. You know, just have fun. Just have fun. And it's, it's a world where you just, like I said, you walk around and People are so concerned with the, the image and the numbers, the content and et cetera, et cetera. Great. You know, if that's your focus, work hard and it'll pay off. But you can snap a picture one way and you can snap a picture another way. <laughs> one way is going to be fun. The other way is going to be, it has to be perfect. You got to do this because I need those numbers. And when you focus so much on that stuff, that's when it starts losing its fun. And that's when you burn out. Perfect. Sure. Yeah. Early on, they've said, he checked out of rock and roll and I'd be curious to hear what like musically is, 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 is um, in the future playing ahead of you. And then the next year, like you said, you had a band. I'm not band. even going to say, I'm not, I'm not even going to mention it because there's stuff there, but I'm not even thinking about it right now. Okay. You know, um, it is weird to say, but I never listened to guitar music anymore i listen to the pure focus playlist on apple music permanently that's it is that a cambian thing i i listen to the similar slow world baby this one and it's, again it's because the 
my life has been so stressful since last November. And um, you, you got to find things to put you in a better headspace. Sure. For some reason, that stuff has worked tremendously. So I'm not, I don't want to talk about what I'm working on because it has something to do with that. But I don't know if I'm going to follow through with it. Okay. Because I'm still trying to find a way to satisfy my guitar nerd in me <laughs> um, and make it part of that. And it certainly can be done, and it's been done. You listen to that playlist, you're going to hear guitar all over it. Um, but it's not the main focus and it's not the main instrument and I'm not going to just copy what's been done. I'm trying to find my own way with it. So that's why I'm saying, I don't want to say, oh, next year, this is coming out and then this is coming out. I don't know. I really, I really am not sure, but I, you know, there was always, I'm always going to play guitar. I'm always going to play guitar music. It just hasn't been my focus okay. as, as a listener mm -hmm. lately, because I, I needed a departure from everything from from everything, I needed a departure, and that has proven to just be amazing. I I can't recommend that playlist enough. At least for me, I don't know. Some people might listen to it and be like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." But depends on where you are in life. But uh, you know, I give a listen to a lot of different stuff. Like, of course, Steve's music, Joe's new record, uh, Andy Timmons' new record. I'm trying to think what else I've been listening to. I, I don't know, but it's not, it's, it comes and goes, you know, it's not, it's not the focus, but I've done that before as a, as an artist, as a writer, I've gone through periods where I refuse to listen to guitar music because I don't want any of it to infiltrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd like to pull from other influences or, you know, just, but it's all mood, you know, to me, that's what I don't have to, I don't have to write guitar music if that's not what I'm feeling. That would be fake, and the music would probably come out really bad. So, I mean, that's, this could, could have some, some very well-perceived cathartic uh, effect where you just, you know, pull yourself away from the usual stuff and kind of open your eyes for what's, what's, what's out there, you know, apart from guitar music, apart from rock and roll, or checking out rock and roll. And we talked about it early on, kind of changing perspective and kind of look at the big picture that's out there, you know. You, had a, you have a great opening band tonight. That's that's music that people usually don't listen to, right? Admire, yeah. yeah. He pulls from a lot of different cultures, you know, yeah. Spanish and Middle Eastern and stuff, and you listen to it, it's just beautiful. You know, it's really cool stuff. And I love that kind of concept where it's just you're pulling from your core, your your wheelhouse, but you're pulling from a few other that, a few other spots as well. And it's really, really interesting. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you wir machen gerade ein Interview. Wir sind von hier, ja. Wir machen gerade ein Interview. Außen rum und dann vorne rein. Einmal hier rum, rechts und dann vorne. Nein, hier. Ihr wollt zu Steve Vai. Hier raus, auf die Straße, hier vor und dann da ist der Eingang. Genau. The worst. We're having a hard time finding the entrance, which is kind of hard here, because there are several entrances, kind of. Yeah, I'm surprised that we didn't get more. If you saw any of the other video that we made, then um, we had quite a few Russians. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we should probably leave. Yeah, what time is it? Yeah, got to get one to 7 4 yeah. Well, we can continue when I'm home and uh, check in then. You know, things will continue to evolve, and I'm sure they'll be different then as well. That would be lovely. That's life. Yeah. Got to evolve. Yeah. The only constant is change. <laughs> You're always honest. 
<laughs> That's a old cliche, of course. And I think I would assume everybody knows that, but I know a lot of people don't want any change. They're afraid. They're afraid, yeah. Anxiety. They're just comfortable. Everybody's like that. You know, you're com you have your comfort zone, and that comes from stabilization of life, but it's going to keep going. You're not staying the same age. Well, uh, and it can be something very comfortable if you're if you're in a situation. It's amazing if you're in a situation where you say everything is fine, right? Yeah. You're a great family. I see when I just <laughs> so Steve Steve is Adam. So all right, <laughs> you didn't say that either. Sorry, I didn't catch it. But I promise you, Steve, I was on the last. <laughs> As if there were some neighbors making too much noise. <laughs> no, but it can be just something that's that's. That you want a moment, like a moment that you want to to never go away. You know, it's just like a perfect moment or a perfect period of time. But like you just said, eventually either you are changing or you're forced you're forced to change, and this is the only constant, right? Uh, there will be something that changes, either your body or surrounding. And the pandemic really showed a lot of people that they're afraid of change. No, well, we won't get into that. Nope. Oh, no. We don't have to. We'll do that next. No, we don't. I, you know what? Live and let live. That's the thing. But there's a big group of people who want to live and make you live the way they do as well. Uh -huh. And fuck that all day, every day. You know, live and let live only. That, that, that's the only thing that could be. Whatever works for you, great. Doesn't mean it's going to work for anybody else. That's right. But, yeah. That's just how I look at it. Uh, Everybody it. do whatever you want. <laughs> don't shove it on me. <laughs> And why I would love to talk about that, but that's a whole. That's probably another channel, maybe. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really discuss politics, religion, like all that stuff. It's so personal. Yeah, and and great. You know, whatever you do, great. It's fine. Oh, but you can't expect everybody else to do it. Well, all of us well. Live and let live. Hey, Wayman. Thank you very much. Listen, give me, get a few more beers in me and, and they'll keep coming. <laughs> Cover staying on and staying dead. Stay in a few hours. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate playing some Thank you. Give some love today wherever you give love these days. If, not necessarily in the comments, just send it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.